Welcome back everyone to 2020. It's been a terrible year for me for 2019. I haven't made a podcast episode since what, April? And that was kind of on the fly. This today, or this week, we have Ash Does Art. Got a few things about like what inspires her to do her art, how she does it with a full-time job, what type of music she likes that helps her get to paint. And do politics really affect her art in any type of way? Find out in just a few more seconds. Hope you guys enjoy, or hope everyone enjoys this episode. A lot more coming 2020. Can't can't stop creating. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks. I've taken a hiatus from like all of 2019 because I just, I was not there. But 2020 is going to be our year. And I have a guest today. Her name is Ash Does Art. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about what she does. Go ahead. Okay, uh, so my name is Ashley. Uh, I have an art Instagram page that is ash.doesart. Um, so I'm a painter. I do mixed media. I do a lot of stuff with texture. I like heavy body acrylics. Pretty much, that's it. Pretty chill. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's just get it. Let's get right into it. Right into it. Right. <laughs> so. What's gotten you into art? What what made you into this artist that you are today? Um, I think when I was little, I was always like pretty creative. My parents and like my siblings were giving me like art craft stuff. I went to summer camp. Like my favorite hobby to do was to be in the art room and do art crafts. Um, and then my brother's ex-wife actually she she was really into painting and mm-hmm. she started taking me to the art store with her and be like oh want to try it out and then from there I started with sketchbooks and just like really cheap paint and then I started getting my parents into like buying me canvases and uh, moving on to like different types of media between like acrylic heavy body acrylic um, oil or watercolor. I hate oil watercolor, but... <laughs> but what, all right, all right. So the better question is, what's the difference between oil and watercolor? Um, so the difference is, like, their light fastness a lot of times. So light fastness mean how long can a piece of artwork basically stay on sunlight before it begins to fade. Okay. Um, and then, like, with watercolor, literally you're using water to color the page. Mm-hmm. Um, so it breaks down quicker in water. Yeah. So, so like, it's easier to clean up. It's easier to kind of, like, fudge your mistakes, kind of, um, with watercolor. I don't like it personally because I feel like watercolor takes a lot of patience. And I don't always have that patience to kind of, like, wait for it to dry a little bit and add a little bit more. I like to, like, just go right in there. Mm-hmm. Um, oil paint is oil-based color. So, in order to, like, clean your brushes, uh, you need special chemicals, um, they take a little longer to dry, so it kind of goes from like work color, dries pretty quickly. Then you have acrylic, then you have gouache acrylic, which is um, kind of like a, a medium between watercolor and acrylic. Yeah. Um, and then you have heavy body acrylic, you have acrylic inks, and then you have oil paints. So they all kind of, it all depends on like what's what finish do you want on your painting mm-hmm. um and how much patience do you have between layers <laughs> what do you mean by that like explain so, a little more i don't i don't understand <laughs> i don't know anything so about this. like i personally really like acrylic paint because it drives fast but not too fast so it gives me time to kind of like mix and blend the colors um but then also it drives pretty quickly where I'll be able to like kind of continue working on something for a little bit longer oil paint takes longer to dry Mm -hmm. so let's say you're building something with a lot of texture 
However, sometimes oil paint is easier to build texture on versus acrylic because it's already a heavier type of substance. Um, but I like literally like painting a layer down, letting that dry, painting another layer, depending on what what kind of texture I want to achieve or if I want texture at all. Okay. So I feel like we got really ahead of it because <laughs> yeah. we started talking about the paint and the type of paint that you use. Yeah. But we don't know the type of paint or the type of art that you actually do. Yeah. So can you explain a little more about like the art that you actually uh, do? So the best way to describe the art that I do is mixed media. Um, so like I said, acrylic is my favorite, especially heavy body acrylic. So like you have gradients, you have like your base acrylics, mm-hmm. then you have your heavy body acrylics. And I like heavy body acrylics because it actually leaves a nice like sheen and also they're more light fast. So I can make a painting it can sit in the sunlight for a lot longer yeah. than a painting light cheaper okay. products. And also heavy body acrylics is a lot more expensive per tube versus basic acrylics. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, maybe I'm just confused because I don't know anything. What's an acrylic painting? Is it like the ones that you just paint on like you buy the frame for? Oh, no, or? acrylic is the type of paint you're using. So wait, what is the painting? What is the paint or the art that you do? That's what I'm asking you. Mixed media. And I'm what, actually... All right, explain so mixed what mixed me- media okay. is. Because so, so mixed media <laughs> uh, can kind of break down to... I use different types of products. So I use acrylic inks. I well, use- maybe I'm saying it the wrong way. Like, all right, let's say if I go to a museum, what section would I find your painting in? So you can find mixed media in realism. So... Uh, there is actually a painting called, I think, Painting Number 30 by Tom Wesselman, and it literally is mixed media, so he has painted on the background, but then he also has plastic pieces on top of the canvas, so you okay. have, like, an actual, like, refrigerator door. It's not, like, an actual refrigerator door, but it's a replica that's been made 3D, yeah. so that's technically a realistic painting. It should have different elements in it, so it's not just all oil, it's not just all acrylic so mixed media okay. kind of comes down to mixing different body, mi- mixing different mediums, basically. So okay. you have like, so you have different types of paints, and you can also like inter um, bring that into like, if you use markers on top of your paintings, okay. or so you have like, yeah. So like, I hate this is gonna sound really fucked up in a way. So think about I don't, like, like the way how I was trying to think, think about, about it is like, like it's a pop up book. Like no, not really. <laughs> think about I, this is easy. Think about like someone wearing Nike Nike joggers, Adidas sneakers, and like a Reebok hoodie. Like it's all sports gear. It's just different types of sports gear that you put together for one outfit. I think I, I don't get it, but I feel <laughs> like it's more of like if I it's mixed it's like mixed media, media is more of like. Hey, this is the art, and then here's something that's coming out of the art in a way. No. Like, no, that's okay. more like texture. That's like you can put texture on anything. Like, who can incorporate photography into your mixed media? That's like, say, you take a picture of a skyline. I really love it, and I take bits and pieces of that sky of that actual photo, put it into my painting, and maybe I paint around it, or maybe I paint on top of it. Um, Calvin has done that in some of his work. So you know how he does his digital drawing, but he's taken a picture and superimposed his digital drawing on top of that picture. Okay. So that is that so that's his drawing. That's also photography. So it's actually mixed media. Mixed media. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's like sense. just combining different forms of art. Okay, okay. Where in my head, um well in my art, because I'm more of a painter, I'm just using different mediums and paint mm-hmm. to make my mixed media. Okay. But then I also incorporate that where I'll use, like, tissue paper, which is usually can be used for, like, you know, gift baskets or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I put those on my paintings as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So how long have you been doing this stuff for? Um, Seriously or just, like, in general? Give us both. Give us both. Okay, so I've been painting, like, oh, this is a hobby. I really love it. I do it in my off time. Since I was about 13, so that's 16 years. Yeah. Like, seriously, actually, like, trying to, like, hone in on my skills and actually trying to, like, make something of it, probably a year. Okay. So, like, let me ask you this. Do you, like, watch YouTube videos on it to, like, see, like, how certain paint brushes 
or like certain things like that like since you said you've only been doing it seriously for a mm-hmm. year so like how do you figure out certain things do you just go out and just buy it or do you just like watch videos figure it out like from what you're watching and then like how do you do this um it's a little bit of both so in college i actually studied art so some of the bases of like um doing portraits like i don't like doing portraits but mm-hmm. i know the basis of how to make like a realistic like sketch work you put a grid on it and you basically just go square by square by square so that like the formational thing of art i kind of have because i did a couple of years of taking art in school mm-hmm. um for what i do now it's kind of a little of visually what do i like and then if i can't get something to work how i want in my head i kind of like youtube like paint flyer effects or like i'll google image something like okay that's the flow i'm looking for that's the flow that i want um when it comes to paintbrushes and stuff i completely wing it most of the time okay (laughs) um i may like look through like youtube video or like on instagram and see like the tools people use like i think that's how they got that effect or i watch the video like okay so they use that to get that effect um i think this is a brush and i just kind of go out and buy it (laughs) okay okay is there like uh any specific platforms you prefer to post your art like facebook instagram twitter Um, tumblr anything like that mostly just instagram why do you prefer instagram over anything else i think because it's the right now it's the most convenient app for me it's the app that i use the most Mm -hmm. so it's really easy for me to kind of make something snap picture edit a little bit and toss it on there Mm-hmm. versus I feel like 20-year-old Ashley would be like, Tumblr is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been Tumblr a year, so, like, that really wouldn't be it. And then I don't know why I don't face, post to Facebook. I feel like Facebook sometimes just becomes a clusterfuck, and I'd rather stay off of it. Okay. So. Do you feel like with Facebook is more of, like, you have to make, like, a certain page, you have to put more effort into it, while Instagram is, like, I have like my, my personal page and then I can just make a page and post real quick. While uh, Facebook is like you have to like kind of pay to boost your audience to see instead of just like hashtagging it and then hoping someone else sees it like genuinely. I think I think that has a lot to do with also a lot uh more of my friends are on my Instagram, which those are like the first people who see my art are yeah. my friends. So I think that's also why mm-hmm. is Cause it's just it it is very convenient. You can hashtag anything and find anything that you want to. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times, like people can just find your art because, like, maybe they're looking for mixed media. You type mixed media, boom, a bunch of pictures pop up. And then also Instagram is really helpful because as you're typing in hashtags, it lets you know how popular they are. So you can kind of choose like, okay, can I grasp a million people who follow this hashtag or can I grasp 5 million? Or why don't I put both hashtags down there and see like if I can grasp 7 million people's attention. Yeah. So Okay, okay. So like do you make art full time or do you have a job? So, I have a job full-time. Okay. Um, so, art really is in downtime mode. It's a good way for me to, like, unwind from, like, my, what people consider my grown-up job. Okay. <laughs> my career. <laughs> it's really easy to do that. Um, will it ever be part-time? That is determined upon, like, how, how, like, let's be realistic here that we <laughs> live a society where you need money to survive. So, depending on how much, like, I can gain from that, maybe, you know, my full-time job becomes my part-time job and art becomes my full-time job and not just, like, a hobby, like, I just really, really go after. Mm-hmm. So. So, would you want it to become your full-time job later on? In a perfect world, yes. <laughs> okay. So, do we expect to, like, see you try to find other mediums or, like, not other mediums, but, like, other platforms to show what you know of your art or no um yeah i've been looking to kind of make a website um i want to get into more like posting videos because i know for me like the type of art that i really like to do sometimes like it's not just like you can't just go pick up a textbook and be like how i'm gonna make this effect happen it's kind of like manipulating the tools you have yeah and the mediums that you have to get that effect okay all right all right 
So who's one of like your favorite artists? Because you were you were saying a little bit earlier about yeah. another artist. I don't know his name, <laughs> but you were saying like he does mixed media. Like well, he would be the section we would find your art in. So like, well, he that wouldn't be the section you find my art in. So you probably find my art depending upon which piece you're really looking at. You could find it with. Basquiat, like I get a lot of inspiration from him, like that graffiti style, that like really grungy style. Yeah. Um, but then also Andy Warhol, like more like pop art stuff. Um What do you mean by pop art? Like pop art like tomato soup can. That was pop art where he has superimposed like tomato soup can right, right. or the um Claude of Marilyn Monroe, the banana, that's kind of pop art where it's like almost cartoony in a sense. But there's still some realistic value to it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and then Jackson Pollock. A lot of my stuff is really inspired by him. Um, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to my favorite artists. I kind of pull a little bit from any from everywhere to yeah. make my art. Um, I did go through a phase where I was really into Georgia O'Keeffe. Who's that? <laughs> so Georgia O'Keeffe got really famous. Off of doing these flower um, paintings, which basically look like a woman's vagina. Uh, oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so a lot of times people don't know her name, but if you start saying that, they're like, wait, I've definitely seen that. Um, but yeah, no, my top artist probably Andy Warhol, Basquiat, Jackson Pollock. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much the main people who are in MoMA. <laughs> ah! No, no, which is weird. I mean, so, I wouldn't know yeah. because... So, so this is the crazy part. I mentioned Tom Wilson before, but distinctly remember that's kind of really what got me into mixed media and just like superimposing different things onto a canvas. Right. I, it was my senior year in high school, and I was in my art classes. And the second year art class gets to go to MoMA to do a tour. And I remember we were walking around, walking around, and every at that point we were doing Georgia O'Keeffe stuff. At that point, everybody's like, let's go to Georgia O'Keeffe visit. We want to go there. We want to go there. And I was like, eh, okay, whatever. And as we're walking there, Tom Musselman, the um, number 30 painting was up there. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like an actual refrigerator door on a canvas. And, like, the bottles were popping out, too. And I was like, yo, that's really cool. Like, it's like a painting, but it's also, like, physical. And I remember that was the time I was like, hmm, I should try that. So that's the person who really got you into art. Well, that's what got me in to, to that media. Yeah, that mixed media. But like when you look at that art piece and you look at my stuff, you're definitely like, um, <laughs> I don't know in your brain where it connects. In my brain, it connected because right. I never thought of like, oh, you can put tissue paper into a painting. Like I knew of like collages that people did or like paintings that people did, but never seen them together mm-hmm. and for me that was the first time seeing it really together okay so like let me ask you this because i don't know a lot about painting mm-hmm. but the way how you're making mixed media sound is like hey like I, i'm not trying to downplay it or anything yeah but like you're making it seem like like let me just give you an example Someone has a Starbucks cup, but mm-hmm. instead of like the Starbucks logo, they drew something else, but it pops up off of a cup. Like I'm not trying to downplay yeah. it. Like that's the way how I'm interpreting it, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Cause it's like something that's popular, but it's also creative in your own way. Well like I'm not trying to downplay it. Well that it. would be more like pop art, art. Right. Because like Starbucks is very popular and you've done an art piece on it. Like you see all the time where people take logos and kind of mash it Mixed to stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that can be, like, even considered collages or, like, that definitely could probably consider being considered mixed media in the way if you're using different parts of the cup or right. something else. You're just thinking about pop art books. That's the way how, like, I interpret it because that's the way how it makes me, like, think about it. Like, um, I remember I saw, uh, it was, like, I guess a GIF or mm-hmm. a GIF or whatever you want to call it. It was, um... This guy had did, I think, like, wires, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you turn to one angle, it was an elephant. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, when you turn it to another angle, it was like a, a mother feeding a baby or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what makes me think about it. Or, like, the ones, the, the, the really getting, drastic... Like, I think you're getting mixed me in illusions. 
matched up. Oh, in that your wouldn't head. be considered like mixed. if it's the same thing. Like so, like if I take a piece of metal and I mold it so that one way it looks like an elephant and one way it looks like that's a not person, considered a mixed. That's media. just a sculpture. So mixed media is literally you're mixing mediums. Okay, so like it would be more of like like how I said the Starbucks cup, but they decide to change the logo into like something else. I mean, no, that is just some like so that's like more pop art. So let's so, go with so like that's why I said the best example is like that those those pictures that Kelvin did where he took the physical picture and then he digitally drew on it. So that's the best way to like explain yes. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right. Cause like I still feel is the pop up art. Does my art look like <laughs> pop up books? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, it looks like it looks like that to me because it has layers to it. So like, mm-hmm. what is it? The one painting you did. Um, there's like, lay like red layer to it. I'll probably just put the one I, with the tissue paper. I think so. Yes. And it has like it's orange, red, and. Like yellow, yes. it looks kind of like flames. Yeah. Yes, there's that one, and then there's the other one, the well, very that, first that, person well, one you did. Well, that's just like texture in general. Right, but like to me, it reminds me of like a pop up book. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like it. Well, I'm not supposed to touch it, but like I feel like if I yeah, touch yeah. it, yeah. So it's... that's so that's the crazy <laughs> part is that when I saw that Tom Wilson like painting sculpture hybrid, I was like, yeah, I want to open this door, but like I know I can't open this door, but I like I know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way how I feel about it. And mm-hmm. then I remember there's like I think it's the very first picture you did. You um you had strings. Oh believe, yeah. And then you had it like it was like a drip. Mm-hmm. And like well, it reminded me of like rain in a window like it's yeah. black. But I was just like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Like if I if I was if I was to touch this this is Yeah. Like, yeah. So like that's the way how I imagined it. Like mm-hmm. it's a like a pop-up book. Yeah, so like some of my stuff is like really really 3D. And where I'm super, where I'm putting other stuff onto my canvas, and sometimes it's literally just like layers of paint, let them dry, layers of paint, let them dry, and then like sculpting into it, kind of mm-hmm. weirdly. Okay, okay, okay. So like, what's something that keeps you painting? What's like the thing that has you painting all the time? Um, probably my sanity, if that makes sense. <laughs> so like, for a really long time. I was only inspired by, like, my deepest, darkest thoughts to, like, really paint. And I felt like for a really long time, if I was happy, I would be able to paint. Um, And then that soon morphed into I'm happy because I paint, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of artists, like, you know, we don't always talk about mental health, but the way we get out our mental health is through art. And so for a really long time, it was I paint when I'm sad because I'm sad and that's what fuels my art and then slowly started to morph into I can paint when I'm sad but that's what makes me happy mm. so yeah so for like a really long time I was like parent I was like oh my god what well, if I get happy like I won't be able to create art anymore right. and then the more like the the more I started to check on my own mental health the more I was more aware of my mental health and like wanting my mental health to be better I actually became more creative which don't tell 16 year old Ashley that because that's not how the world's supposed to work. Uh-huh. Every artist is like a starving, like traumatized artist. Right. So why would I be able to create artwork when I'm happy? But I started to realize like I was more focused when I was happy because it wasn't just me being sad, being able to paint, but it was, because it was the excitement of creating something new. Mm. So like, do you think that at that time period, like when you were 16, that you you had to be dark and depressing, depressing <laughs> to, to be an artist? Or you were just like, hey, I have to be more focused on it? I think when I was 16, in 2006, when like emo was all the rage, it was like, oh, not okay, but it was like, in that sector of like pop punk and rock, it was the expectations were you to hate your life. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like everyone creates the best art out of like depressing times. Like My Cool Romance, Three Chairs for My Street Revenge. Like that's clearly a deep dark album. Even Fall Boy has pop punk as they sound it. When you listen back to Take This to Your Grave or From Under the Cork Tree, mm-hmm. like Pete Wentz is clearly unstable. Clearly. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, and then later on he ends up coming out as bipolar. But like you see, and then like as like adolescent, you're like, 
oh, they create such greatness from darkness. And it's like, well, am I truly creating great art if I'm not a little bit dark? Right. And it's just growing pains. It's really like, a lot of 16 year olds feel that way. Like, yo, life sucks. My forehead's breaking out in pimples. Like, what if I don't get into college? What if I become a deadbeat? Like, all that stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has different layers to that. But that also fuels a lot of that. I want, like, I need to be dark and brooding to create this dark, like, this great work. And you think back of, like, Doug and Judy Funny. She, like, kind of hated life. But, like... And her, like, she was great. She was, she was, she was great. Like, that's mm. my art icon, like, as, as weird as that sounds. Like, Judy Funny, <laughs> Judy yes. Funny, yes. You theater kid, I want to be that for the art kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, like, cool because she was brooding and she was just like, ugh, I hate life, you know? Yeah. So, I think it was just that time period of, like, like, now you have, like, sad boy rap. <laughs> yeah. Back then it was, like, sad boy bands. Okay, okay, I get it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we're already on the topic of music, so mm-hmm. you already mentioned, like, what, My Chemical Romance. Is there, yeah. is there like, any take from their music that you take now um, into your paintings, or is there, like... So, like, it's weird. So, sometimes I'm painting because a certain song, and I'm like, yo, this is, like, this is just making me feel some type of way I need to paint. So, perfect example, I have, like, I did this piece... And I had been listening to Kid Cudi's out first album, like, just on repeat. Mm-hmm. And specifically day and night. And it literally looks like just, like, the sun and the moon is crashing into each other. So that was because I was listening to that music. And I was just like, I need to make a playlist off of this. And I, like, painted for, like, six hours straight. Because I was like, this is going to get done tonight. Because this is the mood I'm in. And then sometimes it's literally just, like, not really feeling any type of way. Just putting some music and, like kind of let see if like i get inspired by it mm-hmm. or if i'm already in the mood and like know which songs that will keep me in that mood and kind of keep me focused uh for my compromise now the album that kind of like will probably inspire me the most is like danger days because it's like dark but like mad colorful at the same time and like just like really gritty and grungy damn i'm gonna sound like the oldie fucked up person because i really don't like anything other than like Three, I think it's like Three Sweet Revenge or something. Three like. Chances My Sweet Revenge. Yep, that's the only album. Nah, no, Danger Days so aesthetically. Like, so Danger Days aesthetically is who Ashley is now, or even like early on, I was really inspired by like Paramore, Brand New Eyes, that album, yeah. Riot, everything like that. But now, like I was recently just listened to their very last album. What was it Twenty Seven? Something like something like that that has like Fake Happy, Rose Colored Boy on it. And that's like oh yeah, yeah. I know what y'all yeah. talking about. So like you listen to it and they have like these bright colors, really aims inspired, and then you start to listen to the words, you're like, yo, this is kind of some dark shit, but like happy dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's always it was- like kind of finding that balance of like not being too truthful and dark where it's depressing, but enough so people are like, yo, that's mad real. Yeah. Like I feel like that happens with a lot of different artists. Mm-hmm. It's like some music sounds really, really good and happy until you actually, like, break down the lyrics and you're just like, yo, mm-hmm. this is really fucking dark. Yeah. So, I think that's always, like, the balance of, like, being a little bit dark and kind of maybe just a little bit off-kilter, but, like, kind of find, like, the silver lighting and everything. Because, mm. like, my, like... I know you're like, if you think this. about like the, all the artists I just mentioned, like Kid Cudi clearly came out yeah. and talked about his mental health issues. Kanye West sometimes like I'll just throw an album like yo let me let's just see where this goes. He has came out and talked about his mental health issues. Right. Like Pete Wentz, Dryway, they've all came out and talked about the mental health issues, but they haven't done it in a way where it is glorifying glorifying being sad, which I feel like sometimes that happens. Is like you're an artist, you're, like, so, like, you feel so dark that you kind of, like, impose that upon others. What do you mean by that? Like, you kind of, like, and that's why I always say it's, like, a fine line of being, like, really dark and, like, but also, like, finding silver lining, like, where you can be, like, yo, I feel dark, I feel sad, like, yo, fuck this shit, but it's also, like, sometimes it almost seems like, nah, it's so okay to be dark and sad, like, that it's not okay to be happy. Mm, okay okay you see where like your like your your sadness becomes your only story to tell but i feel like you you if all you know is your sadness at that point mm-hmm. it's like 
why aren't you saying it? Why aren't you... Because, like... Well, not this new... Like, I'm not trying to downplay anybody mm-hmm. else. But, like, if you're sad and, like, you start taking drugs and then, like, later on you overdose and you mm-hmm. die, you started doing the drugs because you wanted the pain to go away. Yeah. Most of the time. That's mm-hmm. how... Like, I wouldn't say, like, anybody else does that. But, like, that's how yeah. it usually goes. Like... Hey, I'm doing drugs pretty much to avoid my sadness, to mm-hmm. avoid this emotional pain that won't go away. Yeah. So I take the drugs so I feel numb to it, and then mm-hmm. I continue taking the drugs. And then at a certain point, you start building enough tolerance to mm-hmm. it that you take so much that your body can't take it anymore. Yeah. And then. And that's what I mean when I like, when I say I used to think that I had to be sad in order to create great artwork, but I realized like my sadness can fuel my artwork, but my artwork is also a way of me like turning that around Mm -hmm. so like that's something like finding the positive within all the negative okay because it like for me at least from like my artwork and my Mm -hmm. standpoint it's just like sometimes i just feel like certain songs just go with certain pictures Mm -hmm. and then sometimes i'm like these certain songs are just i'm in the mood in yeah so like i don't know how to explain like photography wise Mm -hmm. but it's just like this photo only fulfills what I want for the moment, but it doesn't go with this picture. Yeah. And I feel like later on, I'll figure it out, like, which one goes with this picture. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, hold on. Let me just double check this. Give me one sec. So, what helps you, like, stay inspired with the music? Um, I mean, not in the music, but with the art. Because, like, you, you already told me, like, some of the music that mm-hmm. you listen to that gets you there. You told me it's about, like, the artists, about, like, how you stay dark mm-hmm. and, like, how they perform, like, they have darknesses. Yeah. And, like, how you try to stay focused on it. So, like, what's the main thing that gets you there? I think me, like, in my head, I have a vision of what all, what, anytime I start an art piece, it's sometimes, like, I have that clear-cut vision, like, this is how I want to end up. And that's what fuels me because I want I want to get to the finish line. I want to see how this takes form in real life. And sometimes it is I'm so intrigued by my own um, indecision that I want to figure out where it's going to go. Okay. And I definitely have, have had art that, based on my indecision, it's been reworked a million times. Yeah. Like where I'm like, this is final product. I'm like, nope, it's missing something. And add something onto that and then like get like that's how a lot of my artwork with all the million different layers kind of come about because I'm like kind of want to do this and then I start doing I'm like no not really I, I kind of want to do this right so sometimes my indecision what is what fuels me to like want to get to the finished product and sometimes it's literally I know what this one I know what this is gonna look like and I just want to see what it looks like in real life okay that makes sense <laughs> so like anything specifically like pop culture related because i've seen some of your pieces and you, like you have like supreme stickers yeah and things like that so like is there any specific reasons why you do that or is it just because like hey i i got something from there or i like something that's from supreme and then yo i want to take advantage of these stickers and put it in my art um i think that comes with a little bit of like i really like graffiti graffiti style stuff and like anything that's like really gritty and grungy like aesthetically i'm like ooh, like i like that and mm-hmm. i always joke with like my friends like if i was a teenager in the 90s like the aesthetically grunge and goth girl would be my scene like i would never be able to grow out of that like that whole like you're you're aesthetically put together but like you didn't really try mm. and you're still kind of like you look a little unput together but i know like it's intentional okay so that's what i really like about it and like supreme stickers are cool you know i got a couple of supreme things and i was just like hmm it'd be really cool if, like i cut up these stickers i put these stickers down and put some drips on them because mm, you be dripping. Ah, uh, drip, drip. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Yeah. So, like, well, Supreme tends, tends to take a stand with, mm-hmm. like, politics. And they actually put, like, fuck the president and, like, stuff like yeah. that. Or, like, fuck Trump. Do Does your art ever get political? No. Because <laughs> I, know, I know you said it's, like, a multi-medium thing. Yeah. But, like, 
would you ever make like an artistic poster of like Trump and then say like what he's done bad or good? Like, does your your art uh, would your art ever get political? I don't think my art will ever get political because politics really isn't my passion. Okay. I know as a millennial or a Gen Z, whatever I am, like '90s baby, I feel like saying like I'm not really political is like blasphemy. It's like, oh my god, but you should be really involved. And I understand, like, I shouldn't, in a sense, but... Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I understand, like, I should, in a sense. However, like, art is my safe space, and I feel like politics is so unsafe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tamper with my safe space, bringing something, like, either I'm not passionate about or just gives me iffy feelings into it. Well, <laughs> I, I don't mean to do this to you, but... Some self advertisement. I think you need to listen to the episode that I have with Yariel Tejada mm-hmm. because your boy does not think that you should not be involved in politics. Everything has to do with politics. I know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like with me being the angry I am, it's like almost blasphemous for me to be like, I'm not really involved in politics. And I think people take that as like, I don't give a fuck. No, I clearly give a fuck. It's just, I'm not involved in politics and where I will bring it into my everyday life. Okay. Like you want to have that discussion. Cool. I'm going to share my point of view. You can share your point of view. But because politics to me is like, so just, ugh. I don't want to bring that into my art, which for me is my safe space, is my calming space. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty much like you don't want to invite any of that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was just wondering about that. Like, how come so you it's haven't not like a I was, piece it's, like that? Yeah, so it's not like I don't give a fuck. It's like, I don't give a fuck into the sense of where I'm bringing that into my space. Mm. Like, I watch politics. Like, I try to keep up to date. You know, I'm open for discussions, but... I'm not bringing that into my safe space. Okay. So what if, like, you were at an art show and Mm -hmm. someone said, hey, this makes me feel this type of way. It reminds me of this politician or, like, this event. Oh, so that's about my artwork? Yes. I would be like, well, if that's how you're taking it, that's how you're taking it, but... That was that the was intent. intent. But okay. again, you know, art is subjective. Mm-hmm. I can see one thing, but like that reminds me of sunshine. You can see the same thing, but like, nah, that reminds me of like the moon. And I can't argue with you, Al. You thinking it's moon, and you're not gonna be able to argue me out saying this is the sun. Okay. How do you feel about like people's intent with art? Um, I definitely feel like some people do it for shock value. Like, how shocking can I get? Like, how shocking can I get to the point of, will I offend someone? Um, do I agree with that? Mm, whatever. It's your art. If that if, the, if that's what fuels you to make art and people love it and you love it, do you. Mm-hmm. But my intent isn't to, like, make people feel anything. And so you're like, hey, I have this idea. I need to get, like, it to the canvas. Like, if it inspires someone, great. If someone hates it, I guess that's them. Like, I can't make everyone love my art. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like some people still intended to see it rises out people, and that's fine. Mm. Like, to me, there's some art that I completely don't get. And mm. I'm going to give you an example. Um, I remember I went to this one place, right? And then this guy had like three or four TVs mm. of people marching. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the style they were marching, but I guess you can say like they had muskets or something like mm-hmm. that. And it was just like, it was like a cartoon type of marching. And I was just like, I don't get it. And I never understood like the intent with certain things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe is it because they're uniformed? Is it because like, they're trying to give a political message. Who knows? Or maybe the artist meant it to be mean nothing. See, that's what I don't get. Because I feel saying. like there's always like you don't create just for nothing. You always create because there's something. Or maybe it's to start the conversation. But what like to me I didn't get it. So I'm just like, what conversation is there to mm-hmm. be had? Like, what am I supposed to get from this? Not, like, so, like, that's the thing. I think people always think, like, there has to be a clear-cut message in art. And sometimes there's really just not. There's been pieces I've created feeling one way and being like, ooh, this is going to represent this. And then I finish, I look back, and I'm like, this does not represent that anymore. Mm. So, like, your art can can change as you make it. 
Mm-hmm. Or just like you can make something now, ten years from now, look back on and be like, why did I make this again? Hmm. I don't know. I feel I have like different intent with everything because mm-hmm. I just feel I, I I don't get it. Like there's certain things like if I was to walk into a museum and see like a cat like, a can of cat food open mm-hmm. and I'd be like. I don't get it. What am I supposed to yeah. get from this? Is this supposed to be like the hidden meaning of life? Like, we're, we're the people trapped inside of a can because we're not thinking outside like, of the box? I like, I like, you know, scenic paintings. Would I paint one? Most likely not. Um, I don't understand why people paint them. Uh-huh. Like, but they look pretty, and I like looking at them. What do you them. mean by scenic paintings? Like, landscape Like, paintings. landscapes. Like, okay. yeah. Bob Ross type stuff. I feel like those type <laughs> of paintings is just like, it just, hey, like, look at my it, talent. No, it, you know, it just reminds me of, like, every time you go into an office. Really? And there's always, like, those scenic, like, winter paintings. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. It's like, ooh, yeah, you're going to be up in someone's office wall. My <laughs> patience, wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, the way how I see it is just, like, Hey, look what I can do. See, and that's Cause... the thing. But that's the thing. Like sometimes people who do more realism feel like me throwing paint splatter is no technique to it. Right. You know, and just like I'm like, well, anybody can throw a grit on someone's face and copy it. Like, is there really skill to it? I feel no. Like there, there's skill to both. Like there's mm-hmm. intent with both. One's but... more technical. Yeah, of course. But my thing is like, all right, with someone who's who's painting. Are you painting a scene that you can see in real life? Like, of course, that takes a lot of skill. You're literally replicating what mm-hmm. you're seeing onto the canvas. And, like, of course, that you're, you're really good at that. But, mm-hmm. like, were you being creative? Were you coming up with, like, something original? I mean, like, nothing in this world is technically original. Mm-hmm. But, like, what did you do that made that different? What did you do that you added certain things that weren't there? Like... This is going to sound like... Maybe the whole point of them is for them to show how technically precise they can be. Mm. So that could be what drives them. Mm-hmm. Just like you have tattoo artists that do a bunch of different styles. You have tattoo artists that do really traditional work. Or you have tattoo artists who do, like, you know, realism and stuff like that. So it kind of all depends. Like, some people like stuff really realistic. Like, hey, I want a photograph, but not really a photograph. I want you to make a painting, but I want to look like a photograph. Okay. Because that's still gonna that's still gonna bring something different to that landscape versus, say I was a re- really great scenic painter, right? I mean, you both you take a picture of the mountaintop, I paint the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. We go to two different people. One person may be like, I really want that photo. Another person may be like, I really want that painting. Okay. It's the same thing. It's just preference. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it takes skill for both. It's just. I feel like maybe again I'm just very technical and I like mm-hmm. things to be pretty obvious to me that I like even if they're not obvious I just want to have like a good understanding of it mm-hmm. and I would rather ask the artist like hey what does this mean here like what is the point of this like there's this one artist I remember watching he what he does is he makes he takes like anime and hip hop artists that he mm-hmm. likes and then puts them together. Mm-hmm. So like a perfect example is he made this picture is called is like from this anime called Devil Man Crybaby. Mm-hmm. And he put an artist there and he did like the Devil Man thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is really cool, but where is this from? What's the inspiration behind it? So like he told me, Oh, it's from one of my favorite animes it's called Devil Man Crybaby. He mm-hmm. explained it to me. And then, like, I was like, all right, I'll give it a watch. But, like, this is really cool. So, like, to me, I, I that's what I want to know. Like, maybe it wasn't, like, a clear-cut thing. Well, then you, you, you'll have some artists that are very specific in what they're trying to do. Where, and then some artists are just like, I want to provoke feelings. Mm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, sometimes it's really technical, like... Hey, I'm doing this because I love these two things and I want to superimpose them. And sometimes it's, hey, how? Like, I just want to provoke feelings in someone else. Okay, okay. All right, that makes more sense. Because <laughs> I feel like maybe when you said, like, some artists say, like, oh, the intent is nothing. Like, what? Not that it's nothing, but, like, there's no clear-cut intent behind it. 
Right. It's just there, mm-hmm. like, to make you think. They're feeling some type, they're feeling away, so they want to get those feelings out and on canvas, and now it's done. Okay. All right. Do you prefer more, like, versatile or, like, a special or a specialist artist? Like, give you a perfect example. You mentioned Kelvin. Mm-hmm. So, like, he tends to draw. Do you prefer people who draw? Do you prefer people who who paint on canvas? Or, like, like how you said earlier, the mixed media? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the preferred art form for that in general? Because, like, so you, you I said... Think, oh. I, sorry. But I think because... I like mixed media. I like a little bit of everything. Okay. So pretty much you would say like, you like like pop art mm-hmm. with like a little bit of mixed media. Do you also draw? Do you also, what other things do you do? Um, I sketch a little bit. Like it's not my go-to, but sometimes it's really hard to carry around like a bunch of canvases and a bunch of paints. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, oh, I have this idea in my head. Like I'll bring my sketchbook and sketch into it. Um, but when it comes to, like, artists, I prefer to watch, like, I, I, there are, like, a lot of artists that I follow and I enjoy that are strictly within one zone, mm-hmm. and I think that's because, like, I do mixed media, so I'm like, oh, how are they using this medium in their work? Yeah. And how can I morph it into using that in my work? Okay. So, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because it's, like... You pretty much find inspiration or, like, you find the inspiration of the one thing that they did that really touches your soul. And mm-hmm. you're like, I want to do that, but in my own way. Yeah. So, like, with Calvin, I really like his stuff. Like, I I don't like drawing. Like, I really just don't. Like, I really mm-hmm. just, like, throw paint on canvas to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but I like what he does. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I would never morph that into myself, but I like what he does. Um, if that makes sense. Um, so, and then, like, I actually have a partner who works for me in Starbucks. She does, like, anime-type drawings, but she does, like, digital artwork. So, I really like that, but, like, that wouldn't be anything I would ever impose on my artwork. But I enjoy the the style in which she does it. And pretty much each, each character that she draws, she has a backstory for it when she posts it. So, it's really cool. So, like, what's this co-worker's name? Or oh, Nikki. <laughs> does she have, a, like, an Instagram? Or... Yes. I just don't know on top of my head. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. All right. So, well, you already talked about the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about people who inspire you. We talked about, like, your artists mm-hmm. or anything like that. Usually, at the end of these, I usually ask people, what's their top five artists of anything? So, like, any anyone that you just feel like top five inspirational people in your life that helped you get there wow i don't think it'd be right without saying like my chemical romance okay because so like i've been doing art since i was like 13 realistically of like you know actually been like (laughs) figure out what i'm doing um but i will say like at 16 like my chemical romance like ooh you can be dark and you can be creative. Mm-hmm. So as much as I say, like, some people are like, oh, darkness is what fuels my creativity. It was more of since when I saw them, like, ooh, you can be really dark and also, like, really creative. And you, it, like, you can morph it. Mm-hmm. You know, see what I'm saying? So my current corona has to definitely be up there. Um, Basquiat, definitely. Um, Andy Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jackson Pollock, because those are when I really started to get into painting, like, look into people, like, that was like, yeah, I want to do this, like, they do some really cool shit, like, I want to try to do this, uh, so that, that puts me at four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fifth one, fifth one. Mm. If you feel like it's too much pressure, it's okay. No. Like, oh, so I would say my parents, because they've always been like, you want to do art? You go do art. Uh, I remember when I was applying to schools, and they asked me, uh, what do you want to study? And I was like, art. <laughs> and I actually applied to a couple art schools, and they were like, you know, go for it. Do it. Did I end up going to those art schools? No, I did not. Why? Because they were really far. Um, and I did end up not getting as much money from them as I ended up getting from Southern Connecticut. So, back at plans being a teacher. 
which okay. didn't work out either. So <laughs> I wouldn't go to school for art. Go, I ended up going to school for being a teacher, and neither one of them. Well, being a teacher didn't work. I would still consider myself an artist now. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, any shout outs you want to give out to anybody or anything like that? Shout outs to you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, shout out to you, shout out to Kelvin, because I will say when I was first started really get back into my art, you guys were like create, create. I remember Kelvin at one point was like, "Bro, you just have to create. You just have, <laughs> you to, have create. to be you." Yeah, he's like, "Be you." <laughs> and I remember like being like, "No, my art's kind of trash," and you like be like no your art's not trash and like be like yo send me a picture of this and you like sending it off to your friends and you'd be like so i showed your art to my friends and i was like wait what why did you show them and, they, and you were like nah they say you gotta do you gotta do it and Kevin be like so actually when you painted when you painted when you painted <laughs> uh to the point now that if we, he comes over our place he's like you working on anything new so shout out to you guys because like i definitely was getting back into it but you guys were like nah you just gotta create. You gotta create. Like, you gotta do it. You gotta do right. it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, you wanna give out, like, your socials or? Uh, yeah. So, um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at ash.doesart. Um, and that dot is, like, just a period. Um, so, yeah, that's the only social media I have right now. Um, I don't post as often as I would like. But I'm getting back into the swing of things. 2020, I'm trying to create more. Um, so, yeah. Facts, facts. All right. So, let's just leave it at that. And then, hopefully, 2020 ends up being a great year for both of us. <laughs> and we get to create more. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Or whatever. made it to the end and enjoyed don't forget to subscribe or follow to be updated when i post a new episode post a screenshot if you enjoyed the episode on instagram instagram page is chris double underscore talks or you can like the facebook page chris talks hope you guys enjoy see you next week